For you Earthlings just joining me, I'm Sunny Eclipse, bringing you the sunny side of entertainment from Unork City on the planet Zork. Hey, Buster. Don't look now, but that Earthling you're with is really an alien in disguise. Welcome to the Carousel of Progress. Now, most carousels just go round and round without getting anywhere. But on this one, at every turn, we'll be making progress. Once you've taken a dream flight, the fantasy flight of your life. Hello, dear. Thanks for calling. Haley Comet, be quiet. Can't you see I'm on the phone? Hello, my friend, and welcome to the WDW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host, Lou Mangiello, and this is show number 476, and I'm here once again not only to help you have the best possible vacation experience when you come to Disney, but I also want to bring you a little bit of Disney magic wherever you are with this podcast, videos, blog, live broadcasts on Facebook every Wednesday night, books, audio tours, logo gear, and lots more. You can find everything over at www.radio.com. So if I asked you to come up with a list of reasons why you love and continue to visit Walt Disney World, I'm sure you could very easily come up with a list of top 10 reasons, with 10 being more like guidelines, of course. And for me, near or really at the very top of my list is something that I'm sure would also be on yours, the cast members. But I also imagine that you may have actually imagined yourself as a cast member or even took the steps to becoming one. And so, because I believe strongly, very strongly, that the cast member roles are so important, fun, and in many cases, truly magical, this week we're going to look at the top 10 cast member roles in Walt Disney World. These are both ones we admire and ones we would like to be ourselves. And then I'm going to ask you to share your dream cast member role with me. I'll then have the answer to our last Walt Disney World trivia question of the week and pose a new challenge for your chance to win a Disney prize package. Then stay tuned to the end of the show. I'm going to have some updates about upcoming events, cruises, meets of the month, my momentum event coming back to Walt Disney World this fall, your voicemails and more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WW Radio Show. We've all thought about it, imagined it, dreamed it, maybe even planned it. In fact, I know some of you that are listening have already done it. You followed your dream of being part of the magic that you love so much, and you actually became a cast member. And Walt Disney World, for example, is the largest single-site employer in the United States with more than, I think it's now about 68,000 cast members on site. There are so many jobs and roles in every field and discipline imaginable. And Disney is, is twice the size of Manhattan. It's the same size as San Francisco. And so they are real. It's a real working city that needs everything from the design and the execution of the technical and structural and, and engineering infrastructure to the person whose job it is to 
spread bubbles around the hub before the parade. And me, unfortunately, in my case, I've befriended so many cast members and have come to learn about what they do and what they were taught through traditions and by virtue of the experience, which is obviously the best teacher. And it's been amazing to be able to, to see, sense and see the excitement and the sense of purpose and reward in their actions and their words and in their eyes. And so this week, I want to invite you to join me as we do a little bit of dreaming and maybe, just maybe, inspire you to do some doing as we look at and maybe our, maybe even imagine ourselves in the top 10 cast member roles in Walt Disney World. And joining me once again is a man whose name is, at least we're relatively near, the top of the list of the top 10 people I love doing top 10s with. He is Tim Foster, or now has he has requested to be known as Big Daddy. <laughs> I can't talk after you introduce me. <laughs> Listen, Big Daddy, it, I, it was either huh? Big Daddy, it's, it used to be Samantha Brown, now you want to be called Big Daddy for whatever reason, so I uh, I am here to please. And, and Well, I'm, I'm getting tired of everyone walking up to me and calling me bananas, so <laughs> if Big Daddy is what it has to be, I'm... Big, fine. Big Daddy Foster, it it works for me. I can I'm see the. Uh, but what do you mean? You almost your favorite person? No, to do listen. The you are you are my you. favorite. You listen far and away for the decade that we have been doing these together. Um, you are the only decade. Person. Decade. Holy! Wow. That's right. This is the ten year anniversary of WW Radio. <laughs> Real congratulations! Luke. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Like, is it like you couldn't believe I lasted this long? Um, uh, no. <laughs> Tim's like, I agreed to do one top ten. Ten years later, the top ten, the top ten, top tens in the past ten years. Oh, wait a minute! Oh. That's a poll that has to happen. I never thought you. La- I lost the how long would you last pool at episode eight? <laughs> I think so. I I'd long forgotten about it, but. You lost the uh, the, the Lou Jello Deadpool, but that that's all right. And listen, I uh, fifty issues of me. Throw my plug there. There so. you go. Fifty. Look at that. See that? We've come a long way, baby. There's this, there's a symmetry to this. We have come a long that's, way since that first fateful meeting at the uh, at the Swan Ballroom back in two thousand five ish, somewhere that, around there. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. So, so listen. You know, I can't believe in the ten years we've been doing this. I think we've probably alluded to cast member roles that we would like to have. Maybe we did a little armchair imagineering, a little armchair dreaming, and so I think it would be fun to do what we think are the top ten cast member roles at Walt Disney World. And look, however you put together your list, whether it's wrong, what I know. No, no, no. I don't think it's wrong. But I, I'm curious as you go through it. Is it, excuse me, the 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 roles that you think are the most prestigious, the most sought after, or are they the roles that little, I'm sorry, Big Daddy Timmy Foster no, no. wishes he could do? <laughs> I'm okay with little Timmy Foster, by the way. Well, if that, again, I, Magic Kingdom Bubble Spreader was first on my list, but you, you whacked that off immediately. Like you always do, but that's okay. I was kind of going for um, 
uh, ways in which I can make magic. That's the way I was approaching it, if that makes sense. It absolutely does. And, and, and I kind of – it was weird because, like I said, we kind of touched on these uh, from the opposite direction a few times. So this is – it was interesting to think of it from the cast member point of view side. So this will be fun. I, I, uh, I, I, I'm going to be curious because I think this is obviously such a subjective topic. And, I, of course, you, my friend, the listener who's listening, I'm going to ask you at the end to think about it and share what role you would like to have if you are or if you are a cast member. Uh, and I think you're right, Tim. I think one thing that's going to permeate both of our lists is that these are the magic makers in a lot of different ways. Tim, we are the music makers and we are the dreamers of dreams. So, of course, because you are that my guest, because you are my friend, and because I don't want to steal one of yours, yeah. I invite you to please go first. Well, it's funny. I, I, have, I wrote this down. Well, I didn't. I'm going to write it down now. But there's two. I swear they're on your list. And I want to bet money with somebody. <laughs> but my cat's the only one here. But um, when uh, we'll tell you at the end. I swear there's two on your list. So I'm, I sure they w- I'm sure there will be. Because I know, I know what goes on in your head. Most that's not a place that you want to live. No, dark, scary, (laughs) dank, smelly. But anyway, all right. So my first one is is um, I'm I'm right away going off the rails with my first one here. So I'm not going to go with a specific one for my first one. I'm going to go. Well, go with me. I'm I'm going to go with. Ten I minutes wanna, later, why should it not surprise me that you're well, asking people to stretch the limits of their imaginations and go with you? Mind. Go ahead. Let me – all right. So what I want to do, I want to be the cast member that makes a dream come true or makes that special memory for someone. Because we've talked about this so many times, our cast members – we all have our favorite cast members' stories. And they always seem to happen – when you least expect them. And as one of the great things about cast members we talk about all the time is they're empowered to spread the magic and to go that extra mile and to do that extra little thing that needs to be done if they think it needs to be done to get that – to make your trip one that you'll remember for the rest of your life and make that experience the most magical one you ever had. So – it's not a specific cast member I'm talking about. It's not necessarily the one selling you the popcorn. It's not the one taking your ticket. It's not the one selling you the balloon, but it's the one that will – well, we'll take the balloon guy. I, I'm the one that if I saw your balloon sail away and I saw your, oh my gosh, my one trip to Walt Disney World and there it goes up in the sky, I, I'm the one that comes over and says, no, 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 I got you and I give you a couple more. And a sticker, and a, uh, I I signed something for it, and I gave you a memory that you're going to keep for the rest of your life. Or I'm the chef that knew that your son had an allergy to peanuts or something, and there was nothing on the menu that he could eat. But I went and I made a special peanutless brownie. With my own two hands and brought it out to you special, which a friend of mine actually told me that happened to him. And 
which turned, which could have been a, a you know regular meal with, oh, we can't eat this, into something. They remember this for the rest of their lives. So I want to be that cast member, and it could be anywhere, and it could happen anytime, but I want to be the one that makes that dream come true for that little tiny moment. So there's lots of stuff going on in this. <laughs> because I don't think I that was a, I don't think that was a go with me time. here because – I think that's what every cast member's role is. That's what their responsibility is, is to make dr- make dreams happen, right? Is to make those wishes come true. Uh, I, I talk about this when I do a lot of public speaking in terms of, uh, I, I talk about customer service using Disney as an, as an example and, and the, the Disney difference in how they approach customer service because everybody's job is, is to do that. It doesn't matter what role you're in. They are... Um, trained and empowered to make those kind of things happen. You don't need to be a manager. You don't need to be a higher up. You're able to do big and small things to let people have a magical vacation experience. That's why we go. I think more importantly, that's why we go back. And so I'm going to help you and maybe not make you think this is such a go with me here because something that was on my list couldn't be on my list. So I'm going to go with you and I'm going to ask you to go with me because okay. you mentioned something that uh, directly related to the look, one of the the cast member roles that I wish I could have and I think is was the top cast member role ever at Walt Disney World does not exist anymore. There was like and I don't mean the captain, you know, the the of the the. 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, you know, Nemo Submarine. I don't mean something like that. I mean, this this specific role does not exist because it was only there for a limited time. And I could almost make an argument that the very best top and probably most envied and coveted position, the one that I wish I could have been, right, was a Dream Squad cast member mm-hmm during the year of a million dreams so come with me very quickly on the way back machine to october 2006 when the year of a million dreams promotion was going on the year of a million dreams ran to 2008 but that's okay it was still you know a disney year and the dream squad were cast members who wore um, you know, khaki pants and a blue shirt and oftentimes would have a messenger bag on them and their job, their role, their responsibility was to do nothing but make dreams come true, even dreams you did not know that you had. So they would walk around throughout the day and would award prizes to guests at seemingly random times. And it could be at 2.13 p.m., the person that's sitting in row two all the way at the end of the Kilimanjaro Safari truck is going to win an overnight stay in the sweet and Cinderella castle. They might win a ticket to the Merry Merry Christmas party. They might win special Mickey ears or fast passes, a VIP tour, dinner, whatever, a cruise. I mean, there was all kinds of things from the small to the great. And sometimes just being the recipient of one of those relatively small inexpensive, dare I say insignificant prizes like a lanyard or a pin or Mickey ears was such a wonderful surprise. Those people's job was single in its its intent and single in its execution was to make 
people happy. And they were also empowered with the ability to see an opportunity, to create an opportunity, to make additional magic for people, even though it might not have been on the sheet of things that they were supposed to go out and do and supposed to go out and and execute throughout the day in terms of handing out certain prizes. Um, I, I have had met, I had befriended and still know people who were Dream Squad cast members. Uh, far and away, they said it was their most wonderful role that they ever had. But when your job, Tim, and I, I, like I said, and I want to be clear, everybody, every cast member's role is to do this. But when your job and your mission is is to is singular in focus, and that you are going to walk around and make really make magical moments and memories for unsuspecting guests whenever, wherever, and however you can, man, that is a good day's work right there. Like, how would you not be excited to get up and go to work every single day? I would be a Dream Squad cast member. I don't even need to get paid. I just want to go and do it and (laughs) and make those kind of memories for people. Well, do it anyway. I try. I try and do that best I can. I'm not obviously an employee of the company, but I still try and go and I take that inspiration that goes all the way back to the original cast members and the the Van France, you know, mission that was executed back in Disneyland in 55 of what cast members are supposed to do. I, I think we, Tim, as third-party content creators, are trying to do that in our own unofficial and special kind of way. I, you know, and it, occur, it occurred to me. We've talked about this before. I forget what the top ten topic was, but of all the things we're probably going to say, and again, I don't know what you're going to talk about, but this is one that we can do. Like we, some of the other ones, you know, we don't work for them, so we can't right. be the X Y Z. I won't steal your. Whatever, but <laughs> but we have talked about even as a guest um, being able to impart or give some magic to a fellow guest, and I think we actually, I think we just did this in the show we did like whether it's letting someone in front of you to see illuminations or giving someone when they were still around your fast pass when you didn't need it, it like things like that where you could even though you weren't a cast member you could pass that magic on to someone else and feel just uh, probably feel just a little teeniest bit of what those cast members felt all day long. And yeah, that, that would be the ultimate dream jump. My job is to go around and make you happy. Well, and I think that's what it is. Tim. I think, I think that is why look the cast members, the reason why we go back to Walt Disney world, believe it or not for me is not the food. It's not the attraction. It's the cast members. And I think what they do, the the core philosophy that permeates throughout every single person that is employed by the Disney company is contagious to those of us who are simply guests. We're courteous. We're more courteous to each other. We're nicer to each other. We want to befriend and, and help out and make other people have a, a, a great experience. We do things we are overly polite. We're more. We do things in Disney World and the Disney parks that we don't normally do in the outside world, and I think it's because we are inspired by, we are led by, we are motivated by the cast members that do it for us, and we, in our own small special way, want to pay it forward. Yeah, 
I'm very you passionate about this, in case you can't tell. I'm, I'm, I, I understand. I'm like you know standing what? up in front of the mic. <laughs> the lesson, and we should just stop here because it it's not going to get better than this. But the lesson we should take from this is do not what you just said. Like we do it in Disney. And by the way, you said you were going to buy me like 20 lunches. So don't forget that. That's one of the good <laughs> deeds we're going to do. But, um, and I find myself doing this now. Well, uh, more consciously now but do this every day like don't just save that special magic for when you're in disney um take it in your personal life and i'm sure you talk about this all the time when you're talking to people i can apply it, brother. it to your real life be nice to your name let somebody go in front of you to get get somebody uh you got two churros give one away you know well, wait, wait, wait. don't don't get crazy all right, I know. <laughs> you know I you, we were we were having such a nice conversation and then you brought it to a place that i crossed the line <laughs> only so far Lou Mangello's kindness can go. <laughs> right. But you're I, right. Take the inspiration and the motivation and the experience that you have in the Disney parks. And I think you're right. We are, we all are and can be Dream Squad cast members unofficially, not just while we're at Disney, but I think especially now, Tim, like more than ever, we need to be that way towards each other. Yeah, I don't think we can really follow up on any. Of I think we're done. I think it's this call is the top one. It's gonna be the shortest show we ever. <laughs> we had your obscure description of what yours wanted to be, and we're gonna drop the your mic. Much after. more eloquent version of what I really meant. <laughs> shortest WW Radio show ever, but maybe, I, but maybe the most poignant because I think it's not just a, a testament to the Disney company, the Disney philosophy, the the core beliefs. But look, it goes back. This goes back to Walt himself and the way he wanted to treat people and, and make guests feel when they were in the parks. And this, you know, look, the Dream Squad, you know, one on the list should be the drop the mic moment because it's going to be hard to follow, you know, follow this up with something else. That being said, you get to go next. Ah, great. <laughs> well, I, I, well, oh my gosh. Well, I, 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 this next one actually does kind of follow along in the same vein. Um, I am fully aware, though, I am unqualified for this job. I will never get this job, no matter if I went to work for Disney and if I worked the rest of my life, I would never get this job. But Tinkerbell? I would love to be. You want to be Tinkerbell? Uh, well, Spoiler. sorry, <laughs> that's actually on my list, but that's coming late. And and you, I can, I can get away with it. You can get away with it. Well, I don't know if I can get away with it, but I want to be a. I don't even know what the term for this is. I want to work the kid cot tables at World Showcase. I like it. Yes, and I love um, one of the. I I don't know if I've, I'm sure I've mentioned this many times. One of back when we were. Uh, having all our fan meets in the parks around in December and back in the good old days as you know, when you saw little Timmy Foster walking through this ballroom with his, <laughs> but, um, having, you know, my guide to the magic for kids and we were doing tours. One of my, still one of my most cherished memories of Walt Disney world, uh, apart from being with my family and well, even I had a palling around with you, but was, um, taking, a group of kids and their families along on a tour of uh, we did Epcot once and, and Magic or Magic Kingdom once, um, <clears throat> but just being able to well, share the magic more or less, and, and not with just the kids, but the parents too, and but get everybody involved and 
uh, it's nice seeing kids getting involved and having a good time and how do I say like they're in charge they're not just following along where mom and dad want to go and we have to go into this store and do that it's um, it's here's this word again empowering the kids to be they're the ones in charge of the vacation or of this particular moment and they they know about the little facts and little secrets about where they're going and they're the they're the leader of the the family pointing out this and that and everything else um, so it's that kind of feeling that it's one of the things I'll always remember and probably the closest I would get to repeating that was if I was able to work at a kid cot table and help the kids you know cover color in their Duffy the Bear mask or, or tell them what their name is in their whatever language is for the pavilion they're in um, just talk to them just interact with them and uh, because to me kid cot is such a special place because it's it's a place where it, you know the kids can experience world showcase and this is for them this is, it's not for the parents it's not for the whole family it's not something the kid has to sit through while they're waiting this is strictly for them and every time i go past a kid cut table there's kids and they they love it and they they they're involved they're doing something they're learning they might not know it but they're learning a little something um but again my only regret is that since i don't actually live in morocco or japan or any of these places i won't be able to work at any of the tables anytime soon but if i could that would be a job i would love to do that that's what i was going to ask you like okay you clearly you could work in the american adventure pavilion but well, I, like right. i don't even know where are you where are you like from originally uk arendelle like where is the foster family from tatooine I was in, never mind. So, so uh, if if you what could, am I? Is that what you're asking? I, I, I where I'm where is your your heritage take you back uh, to? Primarily English. Okay, listen, the little... UK's got good food. Carol Stein, my like one of my favorite. Speaking of awesome, amazing cast members that I love so much, Carol Stein is there tickling the ivories. Now, there's not a, a Czechoslovakian pavilion, but that would work for me, too. But when the, when the Poland uh, kiosk is up at uh, International Food and Wine, I'm I'm the first one in there. Are you down? Yeah, with the, the uh, some pierogies and some guankies. Oh, I'm a pierogi. Oh. oh, yeah, baby. I'm coming to your house for Christmas this year. Yeah. Now, we're having the ones that are frozen. I pop in the oven. <laughs> That'll be okay. I don't know why uh, I see you guys ordering Chinese food for Christmas. But anyway, okay. So... <laughs> Well, you know, well, you know, and that's interesting. And and I, I, that was something there was something on my list that that it's hard to describe. And you sort of alluded to it, too. Look, I think one thing that we love doing, right, you with the guide to the magic books and celebrations magazine and me with the books and the show and the audio tours is we want to enhance people's experiences when they not only when they when they can't get to not only want to bring it to them when they can't get to the park, but when they are there, we want to make it better for them. And um, you know, something that I had on my list, but then I sort of took it off, was to be a VIP tour guide, right? I don't I don't even like the word VIP because I think you know everybody is a VIP. That's how you're supposed to be. But I thought about being a tour guide, and and you know, for a long time, I was giving I would do tours of. The parks are very different than what the VIP tour guides do because what I would do is I would take people through, for example, Magic Kingdom, and 
the, there was no set path. I didn't have a, a spiel or, or a script that I followed, but I really would want to take people through and, and I would base it, depending on who was there, it would be a lot of the history and the stories and the, and the details. And it would sort of be customized on the fly to who was there and, and very, very interactive. Whereas the VIP tour guides, you know, help you get fast passes and dining reservations and skip the lines. And, and they do add some of that too. But I loved... Excuse me. For me, the the freedom and the flexibility to really adjusting based on who was there and knowing when they first went and their favorite attractions and their memories and and their interest levels in certain things because that's what I think we try and do with the various types of content we create is give them that virtual tour of the parks or a virtual tour of the history all in <clears throat> excuse me an effort to make their experience better and richer and deeper and more appreciative of the stories and the details that the Imagineers put in. Exactly. Whoa. So that You're was right mine, there. but not really mine because it was, <laughs> it was on my list, but not on my list. Um, well, I just want to add before, I don't even do. know whose turn it is, but one of the, cause you mentioned it like, um, Taking people – there was a fine line here I was kind of thinking of when you were saying that. Like when you're showing people uh, around – like if it's your family, you're taking them around. And it's one thing to point out, hey, look at that up there and notice you know, whatever it is. Um, you know, we're not we're – not, I hope we're not doing it to show off or try and be an expert or anything. But with that in mind, I th the my most favorite moments um, – I mean, I like pointing out things to people that they might not have noticed before, like showing my parents, you know, a, a hidden Mickey or something like that that they didn't notice. But, but what I love seeing more is when I see going back to the kids again is when I'm seeing um, a kid, whether it's my daughter, your daughter, your son, or somebody else's child that um, I might not even know them, but they will run over, say, we're in the uh, sees with Nemo or in, in the interactive area and they go up to one of the murals in the in Bruce's area and the, and the child will, come here mom dad come here and they pulls him over look look down there in the corner I'm actually pointing now I don't know why because none of you can see me but um, look down look at there's a hidden Mickey in the bubbles and the parents see it and discover it and they go wow and then, and for that moment the, the, the you know the, the kid is in charge and the kid is the expert and the kid is the one that can spread that Disney magic. And that, that just warms my heart. <clears throat> something like that. So I agree. And, and you're right. It's yeah. one thing to see it in an adult. It's another see to see the expression and the, the, the wonder on the face of yeah. uh, my child. But I feel like I, I cheated to a certain degree and, and put tour guide in there. So uh, by all you means, did. please go next. Uh, I wasn't expecting <laughs> to be next. Um, let's see. I did that. I did that. I did that. Uh, if you have one, go ahead. I, wasn't sure what <laughs> I have, you know, Tim, I actually have. I actually got a There's like, there are two. I really, I swear they're going to be on your list. And I want to hear you talk about Well, I, I have a bunch on my list and they really do run the entire spectrum. And the ones that are on there are not necessarily ones that you might think, right? You might say, "Oh, Lou wants to be a, a butler at the haunted mansion," or or that was a, one. A jungle that was one. It's right there. I wrote it. No, Lou, <laughs> one, 
or even a Jungle Cruise skipper, because I think to a certain degree you need to stick to a script and a certain demeanor and a certain type of character, which is fine. So maybe so that'll even lead me to one that was on my list, because while I love the 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 attractions themselves and the butlers and the skippers and the and, and you know an exceptional butler and skipper can help make or break your attraction. I would love to be friends with some of my favorite characters, right? Mm-hmm. I think to be somebody that you always imagined you were as a child, whether it's Peter Pan, whether now, it's hold Tinker. On. No, hold on. Don't rattle off like 32 of them because I – because I have one. Okay, well, no, so let's do this together. Do- because I think being friends with a, 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 one of our personal favorite characters. Look, it goes back to what you said, Tim. To be able to meet kids and get down on one knee and look them in the eye and at their level, which is so important. You talk with kids, not at kids. When you generate smiles and, and that awe and wonder on their faces and you look up at the parents and they're choked up and they're they're beaming and and the memories that you are helping to create as a friend of a character that you maybe loved as a child or meant something to you or whose character or story that you like i mean look it's even better if you can do it like at a dining experience because it's air conditioned and you're surrounded by happy people and good food but if you could be friends with maybe your look you know i i have a certain affinity and affection towards Peter Pan because of all the different things that that he represents about, you know, never wanting to grow up. And look, I can rattle off a top 10 reasons why he's the best Disney character ever. But (laughs) whether it's him or Tinkerbell or whoever those might be, being a cast member who is friends with that character and gets to experience that in in that character's world, but still being able to have, you know, uh, unscripted conversations with guests and look them in the eyes and hear their stories. And and I can't imagine the feeling when a child goes up to a character and just wants to hug them because it's so real to them and they just love that character so much. And that's the thing that they are going to remember. Uh, I can't imagine what a good feeling that has to be for the cast member who is friends with that character. Well, I was, I agree. And I was, I was gonna, I was going to put that on my list in some way or some form. So what I did, I kind of played a game with myself. So, so we're going to play this together. So (laughs) now I'm frightened. Now I'm frightened. Go ahead. Now we're playing. So if, and it can't. You said Peter Pan, so Peter Pan is out. But if you had to be friends with one Disney character, who is at the top of your list? Because I, that's how I, I tried to. I was going to put that, but I didn't want to put fifty-seven. So I was trying to buy. I could only pick one. Who would it be? So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, because Peter Pan would be the character I'd want to be friends right. with most. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna think it out loud. It would be a face character. Because mm-hmm. you would want to have the the freedom to emote. You know, I was a theater major for a little while when I was in college. So I, I would appreciate being able to be expressive in more than just, 
you know, physical motions, but an actual being able to to speak. Um, I'm sort of quickly going through <laughs> in my my mind. I mean, look, there is something to be said for being a prince or a princess. I mean, first of all, the clothes are awesome. Um, you know, your hair is perfect. You know, the kids love you. Um, you're going to be signing autographs. You know, <laughs> I'm saying it half jokingly, but, um, you know, to, to, and obviously Peter Pan is still my answer, but, you know, being Disney royalty, maybe being Bert, maybe being friends with Bert from Mary, there you go. Uh, there it would right. something cool about being a prince or princess, but I don't, I, I don't want to, feel like I want to be royalty I want to just be I want to be a chimney sweep who brings happiness to people in the most simplest kind of ways with a chalk drawing and stuff like that so I would be friends with Bert that's fun I I, I got a Vanellope Von Sweets vibe from you though <laughs> I'm more of a savory than sweet you know that. you hear me say that ad nauseum but <laughs> No, and I was thinking of this, and it, it all you everything you said was wonderful. I almost did a really bad King Candy impression too, but no, <laughs> I, I know. Let me just. I should move on. Yeah, Go ahead. Everyone want do it. Please keep going. Good. I want to hear. I want to hear yours. All right. Now, I I I actually end up for the character I picked. I went the totally opposite direction of what. If you say Tarzan and Timmy Foster is going to be friends with – no, okay. I'm not judging, but loincloth is probably not the best look for you. I've met you, so. You didn't like that? (laughs) But that was for you. All right. So my my role as the friend of this character would not – I will get there eventually, but in the immediate sense, it, it's not to bring joy to to this child's Disney experience. My uh, my role is to instill fear, and instill. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> so instead of making you laugh, I want to make you scream. Oh, I wanted to be. I nailed it down. I wanted to be friends with Darth Vader at the Jedi training <laughs> trials of the temple. One. But for a couple reasons. One, it's Darth Vader. You don't have to say any more than that. It would be so cool. Um, but I think um, having had nephews and nieces do this, uh, it's a uh, and everything you have a personal interaction, being able to talk to them, sign autographs is all great. Um, one of the unique things about the Darth Vader experience is the look the. The, the look on the child's face, the, the, the feeling you know they have that, well, one, they have defeated the ultimate bad villain in the universe, the Dark Lord of the Sith. I own you now. You're mine. But that they um, – in the words of my nephew, as we walk through Star Tours Q, he looked up and he just said, this is my dream. And having – a being able to see that child's face clash lightsabers with you and defeat you as my friend Darth Vader, but knowing that they've experienced something that they they're huge fans of, they want to be a part of. I wish I was in that universe and they got to experience for that in one minute. And or they go the alternate route on this on the YouTube video. I'm sure everybody has seen of <laughs> Of the young girl who, instead of clashing 
lightsabers with the Dark Lord of the Sith, kneels down and bows and gives herself over to the dark side of the Force, which I think is one of the most precious Disney moments I've ever seen. But, but the idea of being, you know, Darth Vader and being cool and all that, but let, let, let what being able to let a child live out their fantasy of being in the Star Wars universe, and I, I think would be the coolest thing, just to see that the look on their face when they got you. You know, that might be one of the more interesting choices I have ever heard Timmy Foster make. And I, and I I had a real tough time continuing to listen because when you said Darth Vader, because you don't necessarily strike me or probably anybody who's listening or met you as the most dark, imposing, scary character on the planet. So when you said you as Darth Vader, I only pictured you as Darth Vader doing the MC Hammer, you can't touch us dance during the hyperspace hoopla. Well, that's that was the, the <laughs> you can do that too. I, I, you and, can take Darth Vader to a whole new level. But, but let's just, you know, well, let's sort of maybe extrapolate a little bit more from that because I think for so many people, especially those in, in our generation that grew up as seven-year-old kids taking the 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 tube from the Christmas wrapping and beating our friends and brothers with because we were pretending they were lightsabers. Why instead can you not come over to the the Jedi side? Why can you not train young Padawans, be a an even keeled Jedi master, showing the how to use a lightsaber to defeat evil and use the force in in, in proper ways to to for the betterment of, of all people rather than the guy that has you know daddy son issues and and you know the no there's a lot of reasons not to be Darth Vader and and to be a Jedi instead well, from my viewpoint the Jedi are evil so it's uh, Tim Foster at it's, it was a Tim at <laughs> celebrationspress.com evil is a point of view this is a whole other side of you that uh, that I I never knew. What if we wake up and realize we're on the wrong side? <laughs> and I just saw Rogue One, so I'm all Darth Vadered up anyway. So all right, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, well, I'm I'm yeah. looking forward to the. You listen. You can be Vader. I'm, I'm I prefer. I, it's interesting because if I was to ask you if you could be any Star Wars character, who would you be? I think Vader would probably have been the last person I would have expected you to say. Oh, I mean, if I wanted to be in the universe and be someone, I'd want to be BB-8. I don't, like, I don't want to be Darth Vader. You know Vader. what? I think the less you say at this point, the better it, it is for you. Um, <laughs> Everyone would love me. Everyone would want to pick me up and just hold me and cuddle me. You can't <laughs> cuddle BB-8. Listen, I'm I'm the same shape as BB-8. You can't pick me up and cuddle me. So don't you count on next time I'm coming down. I'm gonna. Did you get the BB-8 pajamas I sent you? I did not, but I would be I would be Obi-Wan Kenobi. I was thinking though, because I was saying this because you're giving me grief because you know I'm the meanest bad guy of all and whatever. But the the concept though of letting of having a child live out the story. Uh, I realized also happens in Enchanted Tales with Belle. So mm-hmm. why don't I switch my answer? <laughs> oh no no no! Belle. It's way uh, it's way too it's too way late too for late. that. The clothes yeah. are better, like you said. No, I don't think so. I I listen. I would be Obi Wan Kenobi for for 
oh so many reasons that we will not get into, but um, I think he represented all that was was noble about uh, the the and respectful of his use of the force. He he was a, a general. He was a master to young Luke Skywalker. He lied. Um, he lied. <laughs> He betrayed and murdered your father. No, in a certain way of looking at it, he actually did. From a certain did. point of view. Yeah. yeah. And, and they didn't change his ghost at the end to Hayden Christensen, which is just abysmal. But anyway, <laughs> let's move on. Let's move on. You would be You're Vader. I would be Obi-Wan. And you would strike me down and I'll become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. Anyway, uh, I think it's my turn. Yes. Uh, sure. I don't even know how many rules we... have been thrown out. The, the yeah, clearly. Um, gosh, you know there 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 are so many. Um, all right, so so I'm gonna go um, maybe a, a role that um, is not one that is uh, heralded or um, maybe one that people think about, maybe even are, are aware of. And for lack of a better term, I'm just going to call it park ops, right? I'm going to call it park operations because as a park operations cast member, at least, and look, I, I have never been a cast member. I've never worked for the company, but this is how I sort of envision them being. And that's why I'm sort of giving them that name. I, I look at the park operation cast members and, and the lead cast members are those who are the frontline problem solvers and the true magic makers. They have exceptional knowledge of the parks. They are the people that have the answers. More importantly, they are the people that have solutions when problems do arise. And maybe there's a little bit of pixie dust that needs sprinkling. Um, they have a direct interaction with guests, so they can directly listen to a guest, just solve their problem, right? And 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 they are there to be problem solvers to improve the guest experience overall. And because they have that constant guest interaction, because they are wandering the parks, doing everything from picking up trash to just you know checking on other cast members. I think they have a real pulse of what is going on in the parks, not just on a day-to-day, hour-to-hour, minute-to-minute basis, but I think as an overall, they really know their feet are the ones that are on the ground. They can move that feedback up the ladder to the decision makers, to some of the people that 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 help direct the overarching goal and direction of the park. And whether they do something as simple as helping to take a photo of you know a family in the hub to returning lost parents to their children um i i don't think it's the for lack of a word that the, the sexiest title or, or maybe that they're even recognized but i i i think these are ones that are not necessarily looking for the attention they're not trying to be the prince or the princess they're not looking for the praise they just want to help and they want to make people's vacation experience and the memories the best they can be. And I think these are the ones, the cast members, and again, I'm calling them park ops or park operations, that uh, embody and they embrace. And I think they teach through example the the Disney culture, right? The safety, courtesy, show efficiency. I think that's what they do. And maybe they are not the most recognized in terms of, you know, front facing or ones we think about, but I think they are incredibly important and uh, sometimes maybe not, uh, maybe the sort of the, the unheralded cast members. And, and I love what they do. Um, and I think that would be an incredibly 
um, challenging yet rewarding role. I what, let's herald them now. Is that a word? Is that a verb? <laughs> They're unheralded. We'll herald them now. We'll, we'll honor them now. Did that make? <laughs> I don't know if that made any sense, but okay. Well, I know. I mean, you say they their their efforts sometimes go unnoticed and recognized. Well, we're going to recognize them right now and give them a. And and Tim, that is part. Uh, you know, your and that is part of the purpose of this segment. The part of the purpose of segment is not just to sort of you know you know play a little bit of dreamer and what we would do and sort of have fun with it. It is because I want to bring attention to these cast members. I want to, This is my way of saying thank you to the cast members, and I was going to say this at the end, but I want the person who is listening to recognize and respect, and, and I know you do already, and appreciate and take a second to thank a cast member, to go out of your way, um, to let them know that you appreciate what they're doing because sometimes their roles are not always magical. There are guests who are not having the best possible experience and you take it out on the cast members. So um, I tell people all the time, like make a stop at town hall on your way out. If you had a great cast member experience and go tell somebody, tell a lead, tell a manager, tell somebody from guest relations, say, Hey, little Timmy over at the jungle cruise was awesome. And he made a memory and a moment that we won't ever forget that little bit of respect and recognition goes a long, long way, not just to make that cast member feel good, but I'm sure in their folder, their file, their whatever, um, it probably is helpful to them as well. I feel that's wonderful. And I feel like, we can only go down from here. Because <laughs> <laughs> once again, you kind of changed the rules on me midstream there. But Sorry. No, I, you know, it's funny because I, I wanted to get all that out of the way, and I know you did too. But th- th- there are some specific things I have on my list. And, and uh, not to contradict what you said, but some of these are kind of on the selfish side. Like That's okay. Uh, I, just, I just want to be Darth Vader because he's cool looking. So. But – was that that was your turn, right? Yes, I believe. Even though it was kind of the, I was probably. piggybacking, but yes, I, I, I think yeah, I, I, I rambled on, yeah. I, and and forgive me, I, I threw it. I and, threw and, and and I'm 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 unapologetically apologizing because I am passionate about the cast members. I, I am incredibly grateful, and maybe I am using this platform to try and express that to any that may be listening best I can. But more importantly, I want the person who is listening to maybe think about this the next time they go, whether they're having an amazing experience or maybe they're not to, um, to, to show and recognize in, in an outward vocal fashion, your appreciation of your favorite or an exceptional cast member when you come across them. Should we keep going or I know it sounds like these sound like all oh, the drop the mic moment. All right. Very quickly. Sound, you, you sound like you were ready to end it like five. I times. didn't mean to. Well, I, I know I didn't mean no, to. You're, but then you're I, on. You, you've got your game on today. Bringing it, baby. I got right. enough. If you if you've got if you don't have a lot left, you can do sort of no, a. No, I got a lot left, but they're not nearly. Uh, as, so, all right, so lightning round. Do it very quickly, then. Go yeah, ahead. I got. Well, let's see. Um, whoa, 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 whoa. Well, right, I got. I had a couple. One was, and actually, from what you said, this this cast this cast member position is one where um, you can. Much like being the skipper of the Jungle Cruise, like you can make or break someone's experience on the attraction like a lot of what 
uh, a lot of the appeal to the attraction is dependent on you and your performance, what you do. But that's expected because that's your role. Um, but one of the other cast member positions that has a similar role, but you don't expect it, is the driver or the I don't know what the proper term is. The pilots, captains of the launch boats. <laughs> um, what do you call them? The captain. Drivers. I was going to say drivers, but I know that wasn't Captain. right. But <clears throat> so many times – well, first of all, this is this is on several levels. One, you get on a boat uh, – like say you're coming from the Wilderness Lodge to the Contemporary. Such a wonderful experience. And we, we've talked about you know going from the Grand Floridian over the Magic Kingdom as the sun is setting and the stars are coming out and a, and a cool breeze washes – you know, the, all of that. But um, – I always think when you know when you get in the boat, like how cool a job must this be? I get to drive the boat all day long, not a care in the world. See, long as it's not pouring rain or anything ridiculous like that. Um, then I think about it and go, it's probably fun the first two times, but after about thirty-seven times, it probably gets boring. But but they rotate around, and I, it would be cool if you could drive the boats and move around and do different ones, but. The best part of this is as a cast member piloting a boat, you can go above and beyond taking guests from point A to point B. You don't have to be just the manner of conveyance for these people. You can be part of the experience. And I know you and I both, and I'm sure everybody out there has experienced this. Uh, you can be in a launch boat with uh, a, a cast member and they – no, they're never mean. They're they're never nasty, but they might not say much as you're going across. Sometimes you might get one who decides he's going to tell you a bunch of jokes or tell you a bunch of facts you didn't know, and he turns, he or she turns that experience, which it's not an attraction, it's not even in the parks, it's not, it wasn't on your agenda, it wasn't something you were expecting, but they turn that experience into a pure Disney magic moment you're going to remember. And I remember. Plenty of times of uh, the skipper, even bus drivers, of telling you jokes, telling you stories, telling you facts. Um, I had one that uh, was telling pirate jokes the whole time, my favorite joke. And I'm going to tell that to you, Lou. I'm going to pretend I am the skipper of the boat, your little Lou Mangello on the front of the boat. And I'm going to ask you in my best pirate voice. What is a pirate's favorite letter? And you say... R? No. They might like the R, but they love the C's. That's what you say. <laughs> no, I, I really had a boat person tell me that. So it was funny. <laughs> My point being, though, that um, not only is it would it be fun to, to drive the boats at least for a while, but you, you have the opportunity... To go above and beyond and turn someone's uh, normally not a moment they would really remember into something that we'll never forget for the rest of their lives. So, so I'm going to stop you for a minute. Good, because I'm done. Because Tim, in the decade or so that we have done these together and never yeah. talking about our lists ahead of time, I do not ever remember a top 10 entry from Tim Foster that so closely mirrored my exact same sentiments. I have on my sort of, you know, very quick brain dump of notes, 
friendship boat captain. And yeah. almost, Good thing I said that. I went this, this one. It's as if you were reading because you used so many of the same descriptors that I did, right? The waterways are wonderful places. They, the boats are attractions unto themselves that don't exist on a, you know an attraction map checklist. Dare I say they're overlooked experiences, right? Because so many times we, we, we love the monorail. We ride the monorail. I love, 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 love the dock over at Wilderness Lodge. I've actually gone and just sat, not even gotten on the boat, and I've just sat there. I love the friendship boats. And I, and I, and I mentioned the friendship boats specifically because of all of the different types of boats because you get some of the little smaller um, boats that, that travel on the um, Magic Kingdom Resort Loop. Obviously, you get the, the large you know, paddle wheel boats that take you from the Transportation Ticket Center. The friendship boats, I think, are the ones, because of the way that they're designed, where the cast member captain has the most direct contact and interaction with the guests who are there. So the, the Swan, Dolphin, Yacht, Beach, Boardwalk, Epcot, friendship boats, even the friendship boats that go across the World Showcase Lagoon, uh, I, I love those. They're they're relaxing. They're peaceful. But they're a great way to, like I said before, have that free flowing interaction with the guests. You have such an opportunity to make what is a normal pedestrian conveyance, to use your word, from one from point A to point B, an attraction and an experience whether it's trivia, whether it's jokes, whether it's just talking to, to guests about their day or offering them tips to make it better. There's a wonderful world of opportunity. And again, going back to what I said before, the empowerment of the cast members to do that on their own without following the script. I am, am pleasantly surprised, Tim, that this one is in such direct alignment with something on my list. Well, that shouldn't surprise you. Yeah, it does surprise me. <laughs> well, all right. <clears throat> well, there's there actually a part of it when you cut me off. But, um, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. I, I, I'm, no, I'm clearly excited I, about I, this topic. I down as, as a footnote, but, um, as the boats um, being the, the – uh, are we, are we going to say they're captains? Is that what we're calling them? Sure. Okay. Uh, if you were the captain of a Wishes cruise boat or an Illuminations cruise boat – um, that would be cool. Having been on some of those, I, I, for the guests, that's the coolest thing in the world. One of the coolest things in the world. But for the for the uh, the captain, that it's it's a very cool experience too. Because I've been with them, and um, especially with Illuminations, since you go all the way to Hollywood Studios and back, there's a lot of time when it's you and your crew, your crew. <laughs> but <laughs> you get a lot of chance to interact, and I've I've had. Uh, you know, one gave us a quick Lion King Broadway Hakuna Matata show for like 20 minutes. and um, But I think the cool thing, if, if I were able to be one of those captains or pilots, um, the really neat part would be if you were doing one on a special, like it was someone's anniversary or someone's birthday and they were celebrating everything. Because not only are you, are you taking them on this cruise to see illuminations or wishes from a vantage point nobody else sees but you're helping them celebrate a real honest to goodness magical moment in their lives in a disney way and it's seeing the looks on their faces and knowing you're helping to make that moment so much more magical it's got to be so cool 
I love every part of that answer. Yeah. Does that mean you're next? Uh, do you do you want to go back and forth, well, or do you want to quickly go through any additional ones that you have? Well, let me throw. I mean, I got one more because I'm sure it's one, and I'm really surprised you haven't said the ones I was thinking of yet. Although you kind of cheated on one. I think we sort of touched on this one last time. Oh, we did funniest things. I remember that's what it was, and this is where this came up. But being a performer somewhere in any in any fashion, I think would be cool. And I started this little mini list of performances in being able to be a musician and performing somewhere. And the, my first ones that came to mind were, uh, one, if I could be the piano player in the Grand Floridian, that would be so cool. The other thing would be cool. They're not uh, – one of my favorite forgotten – long gone but not forgotten things for me was the British invasion in the United Kingdom. And if I could – be John Lennon on stage for 10, 15 minutes every couple hours. That would be the coolest thing in the world. Um, so I started there, like being a musician in one form or another with all these things. But then I thought of the street performance that we've talked about before, like uh, being the, the, the pair in France to do the chairs. I'm not climbing the chairs, but I can be the guy who's telling them to go up there and whistling at the little kids and throwing them stuff and things like that. And that would be really cool. But again, that's, it's a, that's a, that's a role where it's – I'm sure it's got to be a lot of fun for you, but you, you're also making moments and memories for people to – now, be it these are more scripted than some of the other, one, other ones were talked about. But these are these are still – a lot of things I talked about are things that I will remember always, like some of my favorite things I've ever done at Disney, seeing these performers or, or having that one interaction where they, they interact with you one-on-one -on -one for a brief minute or two, and it's really cool. So – I think that would be a lot of fun. I'm going to stop you again. Stop me again. Because that was next on my list. Oh. All right, I'm just going to shut up now. No, I, Tim, what I love is that <clears throat> how so many of our, our answers are in alignment. And I think it's a little bit of appreciation of who these performers are and what they do and the experience that they give us so much so that we wish we could do that as well. I would and look, I think one of the things that makes Walt Disney World so endearing and so charming and I think Disneyland does this exceptionally well are the live performers for lack of a better I'm going to call them street performers in the parks. The citizens of Main Street, Hildegard, Olivia Harding, if you're listening, you know how much I love you. You and the mayor make the 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 Main Street experience. So many of the wonderful pianists over at Casey's Corner, the the Magic Kingdom band, the the uh, other characters and performers that walk around. And I, and I don't just mean like the the Dapper Dans, but I mean the characters and performers. The rolling pianist in Disney Springs is awesome. All the live music in Disney Springs makes that a, a, an attractive, an attraction and destination for me. The Grand Floridian Society Orchestra, the Jammeters, the pianists at Jelly Rolls who are some of the most talented people. Carol Stein over at the UK Pavilion. If you have never seen her before, you need to make it part of your itinerary to stop into the pub and listen to her and talk to her. Not only is she talented, but she's so friendly and she can play anything and everything and incorporate your name and your hometown and your story into it. Uh, 
uh, Matsurita in Japan. You know how much I, I love Japan. I, I mm-hmm. love the live music. I love the live performances, both ones that follow a a script and then those that don't. You know the 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 citizens of Hollywood, the citizens of Main Street that are just you know they they have an act, but um, like you, I, I love 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 the live performers and performances um, throughout the parks and resorts and Disney Springs. Wonderful. If I you agree. could be one, turn. if you could be one, what? who and assuming that you had the talent to go with it, because they are incredibly talented, right. what what? performer would you be well i already said i want to be john lennon but that's who that's who that would be your gig that's my gig all right good to know but they're not you know beyond that i want to be the juggler sergio you want to be sergio in italy oh the boardwalk juggler sure why not okay i don't know you well who do you want to be um um i don't know there's so many. They're so talented. I, I love watching and listening performances uh, like the Taiko drummers in Japan, but I don't know if I would want to be. A, uh, gosh, you, could was, pull it. you could pull it off. I could. Those things are so heavy. Like, how do you even get those on the plane? Um, so I, I don't know. I, I don't know what. Um, you could what be one I, of the I, acrobats in, in China. Are you, what are you trying to say? That, that I'm so small, I could be an actor. And Do you have any anything else on your list? Um, yeah, hold on. I had uh, <laughs> well, I kind of following in the, on the lines of the performers we talked about. I did think of the behind the scenes performers of the interactive attractions that are. Uh, I mean, they're attractions, but a lot of the humor and fun in them is driven by the cast members behind the scenes. Whether you're playing Crush or Buddy Boyle or Marty Wazowski in the Monsters Laugh Floor, um, that would be cool too. Because a lot, a lot of the interactive there, it's it's improvised to a degree, and you, oddly, you get a chance to interact with the audience, even though it's not you. You're going through a character, but but I imagine that's that's got to be a lot of fun. And again, you're you're you have the opportunity. Uh, you're not just have a scripted uh, page that you're going by. You're you're getting a chance to interact with people, interact with kids, and again, give them a moment they'll never forget. That's unique to them. It's not a moment that everybody can share experience it's your joke that got told or you were the kid in the red sweater in the front row to ask me a question about how long sea turtles lived or something like that so that kind of went along with my of the live performers let's not forget the behind the scenes one that bring those characters to life too I don't even know what you're talking about. I, that's Buddy Boyle up there. Uh, but I am going you know what as now that I think about it I'm going to amend my previous answer Uh With the permission of the court. I'm going to amend my previous answer. And I say this out of the utmost love, admiration, and respect. And I I would take this role, but I could never be this person. Because one of the hardest working man in show business was not James Brown. It was, it is Yeehaw Bob over at Port (laughs) Orleans. That man... Um, is 
has got the he is a bundle of energy. He puts on the most amazing performance night after night after night. And the nights that he's off, he's doing it for charity. He's doing it for churches. He's doing it for Give Kids the World. He is the hardest working, most fun, interactive, kid-friendly experience anywhere. That's why guests get there two hours before he goes on. He is a true entertainer. He is one of the most talented pianists I've ever met. He is a comedian. He is a songwriter. He is a singer. He is uh, an entertainer. He's in- incredibly smart. You will meet this guy once and tell him your name or where you're from. And if you go back months later, there's a good chance he'll remember you. By the way, there's really good food at River Roost Lounge too. But uh, <laughs> I could never be Yeehaw Bob. But, yeah. I, I, you know, Yeehaw Bob is is... is Everybody is talented, but he is exceptional. He's exceptional. I I agree. I, I another thing before you get to your twenty three add ons, I had one more, or two more. One. Well, anyway, um, when when you said what cast member role would you want to play for a day, I had to stop myself short from turning that into oh, if I could be an Imagineer for a day, I would do that or being an animator or taking on some other role within the Disney empire. But the one did come to mind if, um, as an artist, if you had dreamed of being a Disney animator or working on that side of the Disney, uh, experience persona world, whatever you want to call it. But, um, there as a cast member, you could have lived. That's not there anymore. But one of my favorite things was the magic of Disney and Disney animation tour and one of the things I would have loved to do been able to do would be the one who would teach everybody how to draw Goofy or Buzz Lightyear or whoever to be able to not only not only be able to draw it but be able to teach people how to have them follow along again imparting them with uh, an experience that they won't forget or even um not even that specific, but being the artist, and we talked about these people that uh, be the janitor, quote unquote, near Spaceship Earth that pulls the mop out and draws Donald Duck on the pavement, you know, somebody like that. But um, so basically, a way to fulfill that dream of being an animator or a Disney artist, but through the guise of being a cast member, which they were playing ways to do. And I thought that would be fun too. And there are there are many that are like that. And look, so many of the creatives are both backstage, whether they work for, you know, the design group or, or Yellow Shoes. And there are many of them that are on stage. And some of the, the, the most talented people don't necessarily even work in attractions or in Art of Disney. Look, the next time you go over to Art of Animation Resort in the lobby, I ask you to please seek out Jason Zucker who I had on the show and became friends with years ago when he used to work at the Watt. You remember the old watch shop at uh, on Sunset Boulevard, on, on Hollywood and Sunset Boulevard, that you can get the custom watches? Well, Jason is, is there now, and he leads, much like the old uh, Magic of Disney animation, he leads free animation uh, uh, drawing classes um, of Disney characters, and he's in the lobby. It's free. I think he's there three times a day. Uh, he's... He's incredibly gifted and giving in terms of 
his time and his talents. And, and I think to your point, Tim, um, that's one thing I, I think that I love too is that there are so many talented creatives uh, backstage and on stage in so many different roles that share their gift with with us in so many different ways. So, and you as a as a very very creative person, I understand and I appreciate and I respect that because I have no artistic ability uh, to that end. So, I, I have an even uh, greater admiration and appreciation for those cast members. <laughs> well, I got well again. No, I, actually, as you were saying, I was realizing. And by the way, I I might be scared of it's a small world and Dumbo and things like that, but being Tinkerbell for a night flying from the castle, that would be something I would never forget for sure. But so realized, the the people watching probably wouldn't forget that either if you were flying from the, the screen. <laughs> right. I can tell you that. They would never will have heard a scream as loud or as shriek like as you will have heard except for the time when I was on Tower of Terror and <laughs> cried. But I, I realize, and I'm sure you have some more to do. My list is exhausted, but I did realize, without thinking it uh, too much when we started this, but when you first threw out the idea of, uh, you know, what, what cast member role do you want to be for a day, which is how we phrased it, like, I think the immediate thought would be, like, what, you know, I, I want to be, you know, friends of I, I want to be a friend of the genie or friend of or I want to drive the, you know, something selfish, I guess is what I'm saying. But what, what I occurred to me, pretty much everything on our list was not about us. And it wasn't about what we would want to do and living out our dream. It was we were really coming up with ways where we can best give that magic to other people which is what this is all about which is always is about but i realized pretty much everything we did and said was about that it was not just fill it wasn't fulfilling our dream it was fulfilling the dream of a guest um big or small young or old or whatever so and i think that's pretty cool because i didn't go into it thinking that way but that's how it turned right And, and that's what it is it's it's selfless as opposed to selfish and I think that's what the hallmark of of all the Disney look, and that's what makes the Disney parks such an expect. And parks, I mean, also cruise line or resorts. Understand? I mean, everybody. That's what makes it such an expe- exceptional experience. It's why we go and go back and love it. And then there's, there's podcasts and blogs and books and all these things about Disney because it's beyond just the attractions. And you know what, Tim? I, I don't have an exhaustive um, or exhausting list of honorable <laughs> mentions. You know, like look. From, you know, there have been so many cast members I have encountered in the years of going both as a guest and since I started doing this, you know, that have either been on the show or that I've met or have impacted me. Look, you may or may not remember Art, the, remember Art the Greeter over at uh, the Beach Club? Yeah. And so you have the, you know, Art was a, a legendary cast member. Look, being a greeter at a resort or a a uh, even one of the parks you know again it goes back to what i said before in terms of what your your job what your your role is look everybody every cast member has the same simple singular job that comes down to three 
words. Your job is to make people happy. That is what you are trained to do. You can learn, look, you can learn anything else. You can learn how to cook. You can learn how to, you know, clean the room. You can learn how to perform. You can learn the script. You can all those things. But that is your ultimate goal. It is part of the corporate culture. It is something that every single cast member knows. And look, I think the thing that makes cast members so incredible and makes this place so special is that you can't teach people. Look, as a, as a former employer, I used to wonder, like, what does Disney do? How do they get such exceptional performance consistently out of nearly 70,000 cast members who maybe are not making a ridiculous amount of money every single year? They do their jobs because they love their jobs, because they believe in this corporate culture, they, and I don't even like calling it that, they believe in this Walt-driven philosophy of simply making people happy. I think the, 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 the additional reward for them is knowing that that's what they do. And it doesn't matter what role they're in. It doesn't matter where, how big or small, front of the house, back of the house, on stage, off stage, whatever you want to call it, you know, that's what their job is, and that's what the, the singular goal is, and everything that they do is in furtherance and in execution of that. Um, and that is why I think I'm I'm as passionate and as excited I was to do this um, because I, I I do as much as I, I respect and admire, um, I appreciate as, as a guest what the cast members have done for me and for my family and for my friends and for the countless millions of people that have gone there. Um, and and so this is sort of maybe a small way for me to say thank you. And while I am saying thank you to them, I want to say, I also want to say thank you to you, Timmy Foster from celebrationspress.com. I have a question that I want to leave the other person that's sitting here with us listening. If you are a cast member, what is your role? Like, uh, tell me what your role is, why you took it, why you love it, how much you're enjoying it, or if you're not, and you could be a cast member for a day, a week, a month, for the rest of your life, right? How many people do we know that retire to Disney just so they can work there? They don't care about the money. They just want to be part of it. Do me a favor. Go to facebook.com slash Radio. Go to the show notes at www.radio.com. Tweet me at Lou Mangiello. Call the voicemail at 407-900-9391. Let me hear either what your role is or what you wish it could be, what cast member role you would like to be. And then, of course, go to celebrationspress.com and subscribe to Celebrations Magazine and send Timmy Foster all the love that he deserves. Because, Tim, I believe in my heart of hearts that you, you might not be a cast member by name, right? But I think that you no. embody that same type of philosophy of giving and wanting to make people happy with the things that you do as well. That's why we do what we do. That's why we're. Friends. I want to go. I want to go hug a cast member so badly. Oh, right I now. thought you were gonna. I thought you. I thought that I had gotten you so excited. You wanted to be like, oh man, Lou, give me a hug. And you oh, you, go you're always at the top of that list. This is above and beyond. I like, listen, I like warm hugs, cold hugs. I like, you know, I'll take them all. Oh, dear. All right. We're veering into. <laughs> <laughs> Timmy Foster, 
as much as I love the cast members, man, I love you too, brother. There are so many more top 10 lists that we have to do. Um, that and, and do you know what's interesting? None of them have what? None of the things we mentioned. Wait a minute. Is this what? the first ever episode where I did not mention food? No, no you mentioned it. Okay. Yeah, I got nervous. Yeah, no, you, yeah, I, I was okay, waiting. As long, all right, I just wanted to make sure I was being consistent. Now, you know what you, your trick is? Is you, you, you do what you just did. You say, <laughs> I got through it and I didn't mention food. But you just did. So. And by doing so, I get to mention food. I, so the streak right. continues. So actually, I think I brought it up more than you did with the churros when I got you mad, which is going to go down. And it's one of the greatest. Yeah, top you ten. can't get me. You well, couldn't get me mad, Timmy Foster. <laughs> if I took your churro out of here, <laughs> well, then I get. Yeah, yeah. Then we then then we go throw down. That would be a scream worse than the ticket bells. <laughs> what does that scream sound like? I, I'd break the internet if I. <laughs> <laughs> for our Walt Disney World trivia question of the week where I invite you to test your knowledge of Walt Disney World's history or to see how well you pay attention to the details sometimes in what you see sometimes in what you hear maybe even what you eat and if you think you know the answer you can enter via our online form for a chance to win a Disney prize package of course before we get to this week's question we're going to go back review last week's and select our winner So with Mardi Gras coming up this week, the question last week was about one of my favorite cities in the United States, possibly the world, which is beautiful New Orleans, Louisiana. And I asked you simply to tell me what was the original name of the Port Orleans Riverside Resort? Of course, you know that that resort opened back in February of 1992, not as Port Orleans, but as Disney's Dixie Landings Resort. They had rooms in the Alligator Bayou section. They eventually added the mansions over in Magnolia Bend. And in April 2001, Port Orleans French Quarter merged with Dixie Landings. The name changed and it became Port Orleans Riverside Resort. I took all of the correct entries, randomly selected one. And again, last week you were playing for the 102 Ways to Save Money for an at Walt Disney World book. All of my audio tours of the Magic Kingdom, a brand new WW Radio 2.0 Magic Band cover, some stickers, and the hot and cold travel mug. And last week's winner, randomly selected, is Jacqueline Ricks. So, Jacqueline, congratulations. You use the online form on the WW Radio website. I have your shipping information. I will get your prize package out to you right away. But if you played last week and didn't win, that's okay, because here's your next chance to enter in this week's Walt Disney World Trivia Challenge. So Walt Disney World is always changing, right? It is never a museum, and it's always looking to the future, much like Tomorrowland in the Magic Kingdom. And in time, maybe soon, I think that Tomorrowland is going to continue to grow and evolve and change. And when that happens, new attractions and experiences come in, and others become extinct to make way for them. It's happened in the past, and it's going to happen again and again in the future. And one such attraction that came in late 2004 was Stitch's Great Escape. But 
that building has been home to some of my favorite Tomorrowland and actually magic, well, maybe even all of Walt Disney World attractions. So this week, I want you to tell me what was the very first attraction to occupy the space currently housing Stitch's Great Escape. You have until Sunday, March 5th at 11.59 p.m. to go to www.radio.com, click on this week's podcast, use the online form there, submit your entry, and again, you are going to be playing for the 102 Ways book, the Magic Band cover, the stickers, and just because it's Mardi Gras week, I'm going to throw in another one of the WW Radio hot and cold travel mugs, not available in the store or anywhere else. So good luck, happy Mardi Gras, and have fun. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thank you again so much for taking the time to tune in and share your time with me. I hope you enjoyed this week's show. Don't forget that we're currently celebrating the 10th anniversary of WW Radio, and I want to celebrate and share with you. Come and check out the brand new www.radio.com website. I also have a new book out and available for you for free that you can get just by visiting the homepage of www.radio.com. Please also make sure you like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Radio. I want you to not only be, be part of the live broadcast every Wednesday, but I'm working on some new stuff for there and really be part of the community and the family and the conversations that take place there. While you're there, you can also see about upcoming events, meets of the month, uh, other things we have going on, and uh, some more plans as we continue to celebrate all year long. You can also check out our new logo shop where you can get T-shirts, hoodies, iPhone cases, notepads, and more. If you get a t-shirt from the shop, take it with you to the next time you visit Walt Disney World and share a photo of you in your shirt with me uh, on the on the Facebook page. I also want to thank some new members who joined the hundreds of you who are part of the WW Radio Nation family this month, including some longtime members like Wendy McCoy, Megan Desjardins, Sharissa Lynn, Jack E., Joanne Wesley, Patricia Cram, and Bud Catalano. I sincerely appreciate all of you. And if you want to not only help the show, but get exclusive rewards every month, like a monthly scavenger hunt, access to our private Facebook group, monthly live video group calls, personalized magic band covers, some nation logo gear, and uh, care packages every month from Walt Disney World. You can support the show by visiting www.radio.com support. And don't forget that it not only is it completely optional to you, but that uh, a portion of your contribution to the nation will go to the Dream Team Project to benefit the Make-A-Wish Foundation of America. Speaking of being part of the community and family, you can connect with me. I am uh, at Lou Mangello on Twitter and Pinterest and Instagram. You can like the page at facebook.com slash Radio. You can also find out how you can turn on notifications. Make sure you get notified of live broadcasts every Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern where you can watch, chat, and now call into the show and be part of the conversation. I also go live oftentimes from the parks and the cruise line and wherever else I might be. So if you turn on notifications, you will definitely get notified whenever that happens. Be sure and sign up for our free newsletter. Check out our amazing team of blog writers. And if you have a question that you want me to answer on the show, you can email me, lou at www.radio.com or call the voicemail at 407-900-9391. Whether you have a question, a comment, 
uh, you want to talk about something that you heard on this week's show or even just saying hi from the parks, call in the voicemail and you can be part of the show uh, and I'll play voicemails as soon as we're done here. Uh, don't forget uh, about upcoming events and meets of the month. Thanks to everybody who came out to Disney Springs uh, just yesterday for the meet of the month. It was so great to see old friends, to make new ones. Those of you who came alone, who brought the whole tribe, the whole family came with you. We really, really had a nice time. And congratulations to all of the princes and princesses who ran or walked or started or finished the Princess Half Marathon this weekend. Congratulations to all of you. You really are all winners just by virtue of signing up, taking up the challenge, and getting on the starting line. Uh, if you are... Uh, a runner or a walker or a jogger or if you've never even done it before if you are petrified to even sign up I welcome any and all of you to please come and be part of uh, another one of our families the WDW Radio running team and if you have been to some of the events and if you are part of the team you know that it is an incredibly not only welcoming group to anyone of any expertise or any level whether you've run 100 marathons or you've never walked around the block before in running shoes, um, it is a great community that will help you get started, keep moving forward, and uh, have a really great time before, during, and after the race. You can visit www.radio.com running. And if you're like me and have a body that's made and, and, and a, uh, a mindset that is not cut out for running, you can come and be part of the team by cheering with me on the sidelines during any and all the events. Again, you can find out more by visiting the running team page. Uh, also, don't forget that I will be traveling a lot this spring and fall and uh, summertime as I travel to speak at conferences and events, events around the country, really around the world this year. Um, and I will be doing meets, uh, meetups uh, as I do travel. And if I could maybe come to help speak to your event or to work with your business or speak to your school, please go and visit lumangelo.com. Speaking of which, I am about to announce this week my next Momentum Weekend Workshop in Walt Disney World. I can tell you it's going to be this fall, and it's an opportunity for you to start making real changes in your life and your ideas or your businesses. If you have an idea and if you want to turn what you love into what you do or you don't know where to go next or are having trouble getting started, um, this is a real small, intimate workshop here in Walt Disney World focused on creating real real results for you. If you stay tuned to my social, I'm going to announce it in, via a live broadcast probably sometime this week, and you can get in on some early bird uh, pricing. We're only going to have 50 people at the event, so it is going to be very limited. Again, you can find out more about all this over at lumangelo.com. Thanks, as always to Becky Mankin and little Princess Becky Puppet from Mouse Fan Travel. If you watch this week's live show, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, they are my official, my recommended travel provider. Look, it's who I love because it's who I've used for 10 years. I trust them, and you should as well, with your and your family's investment in your vacation. Um, their services are completely free to you, and they will always help you find the best possible prices, all available discounts, and answer the questions you have. You can visit them over at uh, mousefantravel.com. And as always, my friend, and you, you are my friend, whether we have met yet or not, you prove it to me time and time again, and I'm so grateful to you for that. By virtue of the fact that you're listening here, where you come to a meet of the month, or you tweet me, or Facebook me, or send me an email, 
Uh, thank you so much. And all I ask in return is that if you like the show, please help spread the word. Let your friends know about it. Tweet out that you're listening. Share a link to this or your favorite episode on Facebook. And please take 30 seconds to rate and review the show over on iTunes. That is very, very helpful to help other people find the show as well. And because of you, we have more than 1,200 five-star reviews. We hit, we hit number two overall in iTunes last year among all podcasts worldwide. And that is a testament to you and the community and the family that you built. I want to thank some recent reviewers like Josh from Kate May, who simply says, awesome. Evan Chasen says, it's the best podcast out there. Been a fan for years. Going to continue to be a fan. Been busy writing. So I've been listening to the podcast since 2009. I'm finally writing a review. Listen, man, better late than than better late than never been. Say that five times fast. He says the podcast is a must listen for any Disney Parks fan or, any, fan or anyone preparing to go. If you're catching up, make sure you go back and listen to the top 10 listener, the top 10 episodes, listener email, and the live reviews. They are my favorite and packed full of information. Hope you can make it to the meet of the month one day. Keep up the good work. Thank you so very much, Ben. And Crimthan says, it is the most amazing podcast. I was blown away at how fantastic it is. It is beyond wonderful. Words cannot express the joy Lou brings to a person's life. Oh, Crimthan, you're going to get me all choked up at the end of the show. Thank you. Thanks to all of you who reviewed the show now or in the past. Again, you can go to iTunes or just visit www.radio.com slash iTunes. It'll give you instructions and a link exactly how to do it. Uh, finally, I have to say it again and again and again because I, I just don't know how else to express my most sincerest um, and heartfelt thanks to you for spending and sharing your time with me. Uh, I am super, super grateful to you. It was so nice to meet so many more of you this past weekend, either with a sweaty hug on the Princess Marathon course or at the meet of the month or even just virtually uh, via a tweet or a Facebook message. Um, you are the one that inspires me. You are the one that keeps me so happy and more importantly, so positive every single day. And you know, don't underestimate that, right? Don't underestimate the importance of, of being positive and, and, you know, having a positive mindset always. Look, I am an internal, unapologetic optimist, right? Like, if if I see dog poop under the Christmas tree, I know that there's a puppy nearby. So I always look for the positive side of things. And if you do that, right, if you always find the positive th- sides uh, and spins to whatever it is that you encounter, I promise you, I dare I say I guarantee you, a much better, happier, and more fulfilled life. So stay positive, stay hungry, keep moving forward, and I hope this is your best week ever. So until next time, thanks again. See ya. Hi, Luma Jello and all the WDW radio listeners. This is Charlotte Rothweiler and her husband, Keith, calling from Animal Kingdom. And we are sitting here in the very front row for one of the first performances for Rivers of Flight on February 10th, 2017. And we arrived here at Passholders in the morning, and we got special passes to come here and see this tonight. And it's about 10 minutes before the show starts, and we could not be more excited. Oh, my gosh. We are so thrilled and so excited that this was a Passholder benefit. And we have been here for about a week celebrating our three-year wedding anniversary and have so much fun. And, Lou, your show means so much to me. And I can't wait to meet you in person. And I hope everything is well with all of your listeners and everything. So have a magical wake to you, Lou, and to all of the WDW Radio family. Thanks a lot. Bye.
Hey, Lou. It's Rachel from Westminster, Maryland. Um, I called, I guess, a couple days ago, let you know that I was here for my first solo trip, and uh, now I'm sitting over uh, in the courtyard getting ready to watch Wishes, and I just had my first full day in the Magic Kingdom all by myself, and it was awesome. I had a great time kind of just doing whatever I wanted to do. I could stop and take as many pictures as I wanted. I could go eat where I wanted. I just kind of let the wind take me where I wanted, and it was amazing. So uh, I just thought I'd share that with you, and uh hope you're having a good day. Thanks for everything, Lou. Bye. Hey, Lou. This is the Polsons from Colorado. Just calling in with a quick dining review. Uh, we're piggybacking on your Contempo Cafe review. Uh, we were able to uh, be here. It's Saturday, uh, the 4th of February, and uh, we got ourselves a uh, Caprese flatbread, a peasant salad, and some sliders, and the peanut butter pie that everybody is raving about. Just wanted to let you know that your, uh, your tip was fantastic. Uh, we got out of a very crowded Magic Kingdom, took the monorail over, and uh, are enjoying a delicious and mellow lunch. So thanks for uh, all that you do. Thanks for the great uh, podcast, and thanks for the Contempo Cafe tip. You were spot on. Have a magical day, Lou. Just a quick update. This is Charlotte Rassweiler again. And my husband and I just watched Rivers of Light for the first time. And let's just say, as Disney fans, I can say it was worth the wait. So everybody go check it out whenever you possibly can. It was unbelievable. A tearjerker in all of the best ways. And I guarantee you, you're all going to love it. So thanks for everything, Lou. And I hope everybody is having a magical week. Okay, bye. Sounds pretty good. In fact, that's just the right spirit.